Hi there, I'm Jim. And I'm Claire. Let's talk teaching. Welcome to Let's Talk Teaching, a podcast from the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology here at Illinois State University. I'm Jim G. Joining me again, Dr. Claire LaMonica, our director. Hi, Claire. Hi, Jim. Hey, it's homecoming week. It is. And this year's homecoming theme, you know, they have themes every year. Some years are easier, it's easier to relate to teaching and learning than others, I think. And this is one year that we kind of latched on to it. Um, the theme is uh, building a legacy. Yeah. And so we wanted to talk very briefly today, this is going to be a very short little episode where we just kind of talk a little bit about the legacies that we feel we're a part of um, in terms of teaching and learning and why we wanted to be teachers. So if we can start out, I want to ask you a question I've wanted to ask you for a long time on our podcast. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not. scaring me. <laughs> can I have a raise? No. <laughs> no, not really. No, uh, in all seriousness, did you always want to be a teacher? I think I did. Um, I I think, um, well, I you know, I don't know. So when I was a kid, I said I wanted to be a writer. Mm -hmm. And I used to write little things, you know. But um, I love, I always loved playing school and my poor brother <laughs> and, <laughs> and my dolls and, you mm -hmm. know, the neighbor kids and everything, you know, right. I, because I always wanted to be the teacher when we played school. I mm -hmm. didn't want to be the student. I did that at school. Mm -hmm. I wasn't playing. Right. So I, I, and then when I was in high school, I thought I would go to college and major in journalism um, because that would, as a way I could be a writer and still eat. Mm -hmm. And but even then, my my real motivation was that eventually I wanted to be a high school journalism teacher. So I like had this in my mind that I would go and I would be like Brenda Starr for a few years, you know, <laughs> and then I would um, start teaching high school and I would teach high school journalism. So um, once I got to college and found out that, A, if I wanted to teach high school journalism, I would have to have a teaching certificate, mm -hmm. right, <laughs> um, yeah, not yeah. just a uh, bachelor's degree in journalism. And B, that, you know, being a journalist didn't really, wasn't really what I wanted to do. And I just had this moment where I yeah. thought, oh, I'm going to change my, and I did. I just, I didn't ask anybody. I didn't do, I just went and changed my major. And then I called home and told my mom and dad, I'm like, hey, I changed my major. And they were so shocked. <laughs> they were like, you what? <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm going to be a teacher. Yeah. Go, oh, really? Yeah. So anyway. Well, and you had yeah. teachers in the family, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, my, um, I say I'm a third generation college teacher. My, mm -hmm. uh, both of my grandfathers uh, were professors at Southern Illinois University, and my paternal grandmother uh, taught uh, math at SIU. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I have an uncle who uh, was a dean at a um, an English professor and a dean at a small college in Pennsylvania. So it's kind of something that. Uh, I get from both sides of my family, I mm -hmm. guess. I can remember going with um, at least one of my grandfathers um, to one of his college, one of his college classes when he was teaching. Oh, really? And sitting, yeah, and oh, sitting kind of in the back of the room. Yeah. They must have, he must have, I don't know why I went. It's kind of a, 
um, my grandmother must have had something to do, you know, and she was like, here, take this child to class with you. So um, I went and sat in the back of the room, so. I, I find that interesting because I had kind of a similar uh, a similar experience. Now, I went a little further in the journalism yes, side of things. Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, but I always had in the back of my mind, uh, I remember sitting, uh, doing, working, uh, doing TV here at Illinois State yeah. uh, way back in 1900, <laughs> and um, sitting in a newsroom, and, and the, the news director at the time was a, a professor in the School of Communication, was talking, and... Uh, you know, got done and we had a, you know, he helped me out with the story and everything. I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. You know what? Maybe when I'm 60 or 70, I'll come back. <laughs> I'll retire from journalism. This would be great yeah. to come back and do this. Yeah. And it turns out I was like 35. Yeah, um, we were you know, a little early. moved along a little faster than they, you thought. They did. Yeah. They did. Well, and I also realized that journalism wasn't necessarily, the, I mean, I think it's a noble profession. Uh, and I think it's important, but especially I was doing TV journalism. So there are there are people who self-identify as journalists who are sneering at me right now anyway. Um, <laughs> They're like, you weren't a journalist. You weren't a real journalist. You were a producer. <laughs> I was a producer. I, I find teaching much more rewarding. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad I didn't wait until retirement. Until you were, until you were retired. Presuming I actually could survive yeah. that long in the business in this day and age. Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, was there was there someone who was instrumental to you? Because I always, you know, we always talk about mentors. We talk about those important figures. And whenever I have conversations with people, even if they're not teachers, many of them, not all of them, but many of them often point to a teacher who was kind of an inspiration for them. Maybe not in terms of like a true mentor or even a true guru uh, or whatever you want to call them. But was there anyone... That, that kind of inspired you or that you thought you would like to emulate someday? You know, I had I had a lot of good teachers growing up, and I'm not sure there was any one. I can remember really, really liking my um, 10th grade English teacher, and she was young. She must have been not too long out of school, and mm-hmm. she did a lot of um, – she was doing a lot of innovative things in her classroom, and I really liked that class. Um I'm really embarrassed because now I can't even remember her name. But she was um, – it'll come to me. I mean, I do remember it off and on. Yeah. But um, but I don't I, I don't think that she was, like, the only one. I You know, I, I yeah. really – I had so many teachers that I um, liked. I had – I actually only ever had, you know, maybe one or two teachers that I didn't like. It's, as, it's you know, the same with me. And, and, of course, we both are people – we've talked about this before – we – we both liked school. Yeah. We both really yeah. liked school. And so I did have a conversation once with a colleague, uh, not here at CTLT, but at another institution. And they said, you know, I never had, because I had kind of asked, was there ever a teacher who, you know, no, no, I really hated school. Oh. Now, why they got into the profession they got into <laughs> eventually, I don't know. Um, they maybe, were a teacher? Well, they, they yeah, <laughs> they were a professor. Oh, and okay. and um, uh, uh, perhaps yeah, they're well, more interested in doing research, which yeah. is which you know. But they still they still taught and whatnot. And we were talking about teaching, so um, you know. And and so you know, people have had different experiences over the years and whatnot. I I had I I kind of agree with you that there was never like one teacher, although there were a couple of teachers that I latched onto at the time mm-hmm. that I really felt got me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you've uh, talked about a couple of your teachers in the yeah. past when we've just sort of talked when we're not recording. The ones that really took a personal interest in me, um, I had a seventh grade English teacher named Mrs. Richard, yeah. Bonnie Richard, yeah. who was about ready to retire. And she was, you know, she was one of those people who was inspired me in life. First of all, 
and I, I don't know if we've ever actually talked about this even off mic. You know, I grew up in the same town that my dad did. Uh, my mom and yeah. dad grew up in. So, you know, I was second generation with some of these teachers. And so Mrs. Richard knew my name and knew me and knew what that smirk meant and knew what... <laughs> she was on to you. Yeah. And there was she was a whole... on to you and your dad, too. She was on, she was on to me from birth, yeah. literally from my birth. And so, um, and she was really someone who was very supportive. She, you know, she did the student council. She was one of the first teachers I encountered that I knew really cared about teaching because she, she was about ready to retire. She was done playing politics, <laughs> and uh, she had very strong opinions about uh, whether students should be broken up into tracks, into an honors uh, track, yeah. or yeah. Uh, you know, run of the mill yeah. track, or a remedial track, or whatever they was would she call for them. Or again, she was again him. Yeah, she was way again him. Me too. Yeah. Well, there you, you would have liked her. <laughs> yeah. You would have liked her because she really stuck to her guns. Uh, and I remember going back and talking to her when I was about to get into high school. She said, what class are you taking? I said, oh, I'm taking honors English. And she went, <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> I mean, she was supportive, but she, yeah. she stuck to her guns. You yeah. know, and she retired shortly thereafter. So Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. It's one of those things that kind of comes and goes, mm-hmm. you know, and it's different from mm-hmm. district to district. So mm-hmm. You went back and you started teaching the semester again. I did. You had the opportunity to do that. We'll do a little wrap up. On that because yeah, we uh, need to because I taught my last class yesterday. Yeah, as we're yeah. recording this, yeah, and and it was an eight week course as opposed yeah. to a sixteen week course. So we'll get into that. But um, I guess my question is, how are you a different teacher now than you were when you were starting out? And and maybe uh, oh my more, gosh, well, and, and, I am so much better of a teacher <laughs> yeah. now. Well, I good. am. You know what? Yeah. I think um, I think when I started my career mm-hmm. i was all about teaching mm-hmm. and now i'm all about learning well and so and just I, figuring out what the difference is is tough yes, sometimes yeah because yeah. i you know i liked teaching initially um you know so we've talked about this before i'm one of those oddballs in the in the uh at the university you know i'm an extrovert and um Initially, the parts I loved about teaching was the standing up in front, the performance aspect. Sure, you know, I sure. loved being the center of attention in mm-hmm. the classroom. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if the students laughed at my jokes, it was great. And it took me not very long, but it took me just a little while to figure out that um, that wasn't really what my job was. You know, I wasn't there to be the center of attention and, and uh, tell good jokes. So, um Nowadays, I'm more about what the students are doing than what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I really do. I'm not always successful, I, and I, but I try really hard to practice what I preach mm-hmm. and, you know, really engage them in things that will help them learn rather than just sort of, um, you know, talking at them or, or whatever. So anyway, my, my whole approach, my whole philosophy, mm-hmm. you know, everything is, is different now. Well, so that would be a big message to deliver, but if you had a time machine, here's your final question for the day. (laughs) Oh, thank you. If you had a time machine and you could go back and talk to yourself, the young Claire LaMonica just starting out teaching, either high school or or college or whatever, what would be the one most important piece of advice that you would give? Um, Get to know your students Mm -hmm. and, um, and do what you can to help each of them be the best that they can be at whatever it is that they're trying to to learn in your class. So I, you know, that's really hard. And it's, you know, and it's, you know, I say that with the knowledge that there are people listening to this who have 
two, three hundred students at a shot, sure. you know, in one classroom and saying get to know your students is, you know, mm-hmm. totally unrealistic. But mm-hmm. but I think all of us know that um, the times that we we're most successful are when we're um, when we're being when we're being mentors, when we're creating legacies. Yeah. You know, and so we're working with students in smaller groups or or one on one and really um, be, you know, passing along that legacy that, you know, whatever it was that somebody gave us, you know, mm-hmm. passing that along to the next the next sort of generation of sure. uh, educators or of scientists or whatever it is that we're working with. Sure. And broadcasters. I think, <laughs> broadcasters even. I think when you're talking about, you know, if you have a class of 200, two or 300 students, um, I would say the Yes, you have to recognize that you're not going to be able to get to know all of them as well as maybe you would like to or you feel like you should, but at least create opportunities for those who want to engage with you yeah. like that to do that. I think that's a I think that's yeah. a big, you know, that teaching on that kind of a stage, there's a lot of there's a barrier there. Yeah. Cuz it's literally a stage. Cuz it's literally a stage. Yeah. yeah. Well, Talk that's about right. stage on the stage. You've yeah. got a real stage. <laughs> so you have to create some sort of opening for them yeah. that's welcoming and and you know, yeah. whether it's whether it's having more uh, like group office hours or something like that. And we can we can talk about those techniques or something in another episode, but I I think the sentiment is 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 spot on. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, but I have to turn that around on you now. So, what advice would you give your? Yeah, not so much younger because you well, know it's not like you've been doing this for forty-five years like some of us. But no, that's true. But uh, it's been well. I, I started teaching about eleven years ago now, so, so yeah. it's been eleven years. Yeah. And and but see, the thing is, aspects of my jobs, plural, mm-hmm. that I had when I was in TV, those. Those aspects that I enjoyed were ones that were as closest to being a teacher, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I think, like I said, I think journalism is a very worthy profession. And, um, you know, I, I advocate for good journalism all of the time. I think it's more critical than ever in our, in our society. And I enjoyed some of that, but I did not enjoy managing people, which mm-hmm. is something that I found I was doing more and more. The one aspect of my job I did enjoy was working with younger reporters and younger producers and sitting down with them one-on-one and working on the writing. Now, some of that is an egotistical exercise, just like you want to, <laughs> you, you like being at the center of the classroom. Right. Um, you like being the guy with the answers. The trick, though, is that what I really found I ended up being pretty good at was not only giving them how you should do it, but why you should write it this way or yeah. how, you know, yeah. why, we should, why we should pursue this angle of the story. Um, so I was doing a, so it was the teaching aspect, and so when I got the opportunity to to leave commercial broadcast local television and go teach down at Southern Illinois mm-hmm. University, um, I was my teaching position. I wasn't actually faculty; I was actually a staff member, but I was running the television newsroom down there. And then I taught one class a semester, so I was kind of a yeah. non tenure track AP staff yeah. member, and. You know, it, it was kind of a natural transition there. I just kind of did more of what I liked. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> which, well, which was great. There's a deal. <laughs> so obviously, I'm avoiding answering your question, though. What would I tell? I I think um, I think I would go back in time and tell myself not to take teaching personally. In fact, oh, I would go back in time. Good and, advice. I would go back in time and tell myself not to take most things personally. <laughs> I would I would go find a six year old Jimmy G and say, dude. Don't take it Chill. personally. <laughs> yeah, because I think so much anxiety in my life and so much angst was was born out of. And t- when you take things personally, it's born out of insecurity. Right? Yeah. Well, but you know, it's really hard not to do that. And I and I I was reminded of that again. You know, as I was teaching this, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
even this semester, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and a student disappeared, just quit coming to class. Right, yeah. And it was so hard for me to, you know, remind myself, no, it doesn't mean that he hated you. Right. It doesn't mean that he hated, you know, yeah. I mean, it was, I, it's very difficult not to take that personal. And, and that's, you know, that's the thing I run into all the time when I talk to faculty members about mobile technology in the classroom and smartphones. It's not just that they're not probably learning as well. <laughs> that's an important part of it. It should probably be the most important yeah. part of cons- when you have a discussion about should you allow phones and, you know, how do you control this stuff in the classroom? But part of it is it's distracting. And why is it distracting to you, the teacher? Because they're not paying attention and that's offensive. Right. right. It's an and affront. It, it's an it affront. Is. It it's uncivil. Like an affront. Yeah. It is uncivil behavior yeah. and all that. Well, so I would go back in time and tell myself to chill. Well. Always good advice. There you go. Well, Claire, thank you so much. Thank you. And that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Let's Talk Teaching. Find out more about our podcast at our website, ctlt.illinoisstate.edu. Click on the podcast link in the upper right of the page, and you can see show notes for today's episode and also past episodes you may want to check out. For Dr. Claire LaMonica and all my colleagues here at the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology, until we talk again. Happy teaching.